All right, Snack Attack crew, assemble. Feeling that mid-afternoon slump? Need a protein boost that doesn't involve boring protein bars? Well, let me introduce y'all to my new favorite obsession, wonderful pistachios. Y'all, these little green guys aren't just your average nut. They're protein powerhouses, packing a whopping six grams per ounce. That's over 10% of your daily value. And here's a confession. I used to be a cracker. You know, the kind of girl who enjoys the satisfying pop of opening each one. But let's be honest, sometimes convenience is king. And that's where their no-shell options comes in perfect for on-the-go snacking. Plus, they come in flavors like chili roasted and sea salt and vinegar. So there's something for everyone, even the picky gals. But here's the kicker. Wonderful pistachios are a complete protein, meaning they have all nine essential amino acids your body needs. So next time you're feeling sluggish, ditch the sugary treats and grab a handful of these green gems. I promise y'all they will keep you fueled and feeling your best, whether you're conquering carpool duties or crushing deadlines. And seriously, these are my go-to snack. I keep a bag in my purse. I keep one at the office. I even stash a few on the side of my bed for those late night cravings. This year, I want you to treat yourself to something delicious and good for you. So head over to wonderfulpistachios.com and explore their amazing flavors and sizes. Trust me, your taste buds and your body will thank you. With Mother's Day around the corner, are you thinking about a truly special gift for your mom? Let me tell you about mylifeinabook.com. It's a unique service that turns your mom's life stories into a beautiful book. Pretty cool, right? Here's how it works. Every week, mylifeinabook.com will send her a question via email. These can be pre-written questions about her life or any custom question you wish to ask. And then she can either type her response or record her voice. And mylifeinabook.com compiles all of her responses into a beautiful keepsake book. And guess what? They can even create an audiobook using her voice recordings. It's like preserving her voice and her stories for eternity. Imagine discovering stories about her youth, adventures, and the challenges she's overcame. This book becomes a legacy and something you and your future generations can treasure forever. Your mom's giving you a lifetime of stories. This is your chance to give her a way to share them. I'm so excited about mylifeinabook.com because I'm planning on gifting my mom with this. She's always loved reflecting on memories and sharing her stories, and I know this will be the perfect gift to capture those moments for her. The thoughts of her flipping through the pages and reliving those cherished memories brings a smile to my face already. Check out mylifeinabook.com and use code BRAVADO at checkout for 10% off. Create an unforgettable gift for your mom this Mother's Day. That's mylifeinabook.com. Use code BRAVADO for 10% off today. And this is the Black Girl Bravado Podcast. A motivating and encouraging podcast for colorful women alike. Welcome back, cuties. Hi, guys. Welcome back. Another week with the Black Girl Bravado. <laughs> this is the way we get energized. Yes, it is. So, what's going on? How's your weekend? My weekend's been cool. I'm back to the chill vibes. It's been raining and 
um, in Los Angeles, like f- fucking cats and dogs. It was, it was just one day of rain. But it's going to rain all next week. I think just two days. I, right? I just haven't been used to it raining, like literally from the time you get up to the time you go to bed. It never let up. Right. I not, like I'm it. not used to that. Oh, it let up a little bit. It let up a little bit. I just sat in the bed and watched the trees blow. I was in the street, so maybe that's why. I oh, was, yeah. yeah. I, I got to relax all day yesterday. Well, that's cool. Unless Until I took Gatsby to the groomer. Well, yeah, so the rain the rain sucked. But other than that, it was a chill weekend. Um, I went to see Black Panther again. Hey, what Black Pan- Black Panther. Black Panther has made $1 billion. Shout out to Black Excellence. $1 billion. That's hella money. I'm glad. I, I wish I could just touch the hem of Ryan Coogler's <laughs> garments and reap the benefits of the $1 billion. Fucking dollars if I could have been an extra, a stunt double, a production yes. assistant. Anything. I take it. I would too. But so $1 billion later, black excellence. Congrats to them. Yay. Um, I'm going to watch it again on the fire stick. I, I don't think it's ready yet. It's probably not. It's not. It's not ready yet. It usually takes about a good month for the fire stick. Probably sometimes longer. Because yeah. I told you I just watched Jumanji. That just came, became a. When did you watch it? When I watched it, it wasn't the best, but I thugged through oh. it. So I'm going to have to watch it again with the movie quality on yeah, the Yeah, I don't stick. like unnecessary sacrifices. So I just waited. And it was like crystal clear this weekend. It was so funny. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I liked it. So hopefully Black Panther will be up on the fire stick soon. I'm going to say probably by like next month. Mm-hmm. Okay. Next month. Because it's already been out a month, huh? That was quick. February, like the weekend of February Valentine's February 16th. Day. Yep. Oh, yeah. Time flies, man. When Where you're having been? fun. Yeah, time flies. So shout out to Black Panther. If you haven't gone and seen it yet, I don't know what you're waiting on. Um, You probably know the whole movie by now. Yeah, because everybody's dish tea on it. Yeah, but... Still go see it, go support it before you hit the fire stick. Yes, it's worth it. Trust us. If she went and seen it again yesterday. Yes, that's the first time I never did. I've never. I've seen never it. done that. So when I've you said you were going again, I've never seen a movie twice in the theaters. Support. We're supporting our own. Yes. So, um, last week we had another podcast available <laughs> because we do this once a week. We do this weekly, so every week there's one available. We've been holding our word. How long has it been since we said we were going to do that? Um, I think since we came back in January. So this is our third month. Third month. It's basically a habit now. Hey, so episode 37 last week was Manifest Destiny, Law of Attraction, where we discussed the power of using the law of attraction. We offered tips and suggestions to help you realize what you want is already yours. Yay. Did you write <laughs> your list of 25 things um, that you want? I need to. I need to crack my planner open. I need to put my shit in there and keep track of it. I think I wrote like two things since I was being detailed and crystal clear. Each uh, thing had a long list under it, a sub list. So I haven't been able to get to the 20 to 25 things yet. But I like that. I like that'll be what I do today after I go to the market and get my shit ready to white man jig tomorrow. Right. <sighs> That's depressing. Right about something so, yeah. to get you out of there. <laughs> right. Shit. And I can't call in another Monday. Your call has got to be on break for to the, su- to the summer and until, spring. Mm-hmm. To the spring, yeah. Probably until like May because I can't even do anything next month. Luckily, Coachella, I have Thursday, 
Friday. Oh, you took Thursday? No, no, no. No, no, no. no, I'm like, damn, what you had to do? My mistake. (laughs) I'm going to have all my shit packed. Okay. So I have Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. I did the same. Tuesday is necessary. The the Tuesday is key. Last year I didn't, but I was sick, so I ended up calling in anyway. But this time I'm just preparing myself, and I don't plan on getting sick. I think I called. I didn't call in. I had already requested that Tuesday off. Okay. I think so. But, yeah, because Monday, you need time to get back. Monday morning, that's the drive in. Mm-hmm. And then the unpack. Tuesday gives you time to actually adult. Right, get your life back on track. Yes. So, so hopefully. Of course, a vacation in April. Yeah, if you guys are going to Coachella, Beachella, if you see us, say hello. Mm-hmm. Who do you? We might have to bring our studio set up to Coachella. There will be so many fucking people there, they probably won't see us. Ooh, we're going to have to set up a game plan to record. Oh, because our episode will have to still come out, huh? Yeah, this is business. We may have to record before Coachella because we Fuck. don't want to let you all down. Yeah, we don't. We we'll will not. We'll figure it out. We, we will not. Because so, I highly doubt we'll be recording this at, during Coachella. Yeah, that makes sense. So, um, ladies and fellas, whoever's listening to this out there, make sure you take the time to rate review subscribe to the podcast you see how we're making time and thinking about how we're going to strategize releasing the episodes for you all take that time we appreciate it to invest in us yes put back into the rate review subscribe follow yeah all that yeah our ecosystem as hey friend hey would call yeah give to receive Give to receive. Yes. You scratch our back, we scratch your back. You know it. So, yeah, take the time and just support what you love. So, today's episode, we're going to be talking about... The five love languages. Yeah, but I was going to say something a little snazzier. Oh, but what were you going to say? I don't know. That's why I, I, It took me a little moment. We're going to be talking about how to love. And how, how to, to forgive. Love, how to love. Remember that little Wayne song? Yeah, I remember it, but the way you were singing it, it didn't bring it back. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Shit. Um, I was a little off key. Yeah. But yes, we are going to be talking about how to love, which is important because love makes the world go round, and how to forgive because that's important too. Yep. A lot of us don't know how to forgive or don't even know how to apologize, and then relationships get fucked up. True tea. It happens. So our conversation today is based on the book, the five love languages, the secret to love that the I'm about to dance. Okay, so our discussion is based around the five love languages. It's a book, The Secret to Love That Lasts by Gary Chapman. This book came out in 1995. What? Yeah. <laughs> Still relevant today. I didn't know it came out so long ago. I felt like it was new when I read it. Yeah, I think I read it in like 2010. That's not when I read it. 2010, 2011 at the latest. Yeah. Oh, it probably was 2010. And I thought it was a brand new book on new the shelf. So I'm like, have you heard about this book? It teaches you how to love. That's the problem. We haven't known how to love. We've been loving generically and there's ways to love. Yes. No. It was already out in 1995. It was, it was based, It's really supposed to be for married couples, the way the book is written. But yes, it's a self-help. I adapted it to my single life at the time. I'm like, when I get a man... We are implementing this shit. Let me figure out how I need to be loved so I can express <laughs> this is how I like to be loved. Yeah, it's important. So this book is um, in the category of self-help, also Christian. 
Mm-hmm. It's a Christian read. Christian-based book. Yes, it is. And the book outlines five ways to express and experience love. Gary Chapman calls love languages, receiving gifts, quality time, words of affirmation, acts of service, and physical touch. So in this episode of our podcast, we're going to break down those things and let you guys know what our love languages are and ways that you can find out what your love language is. Yep. So what's our first love language? So the first love language is receiving gifts. Okay. So receiving gifts is basically a symbol, something physical that represents you're thinking about the person. It's a symbol of thought. And the trick to this is making sure that you pick the right gift that shows that you understand your partner and you've made effort to express your love to them. So if you have a, if your love language is receiving gifts or you have a partner whose love language is receiving gifts, you can do something like uh, buy them concert tickets when their favorite band is in town or just pay attention and keep notes in your phone of specific things that they mention mm-hmm. that they want or need so that when holidays or birthdays or anniversaries come around, you're prepared. And they'll have some shit to pull from. Right. Not, oh, I don't know what to get them or just giving something like, say, I've been saying that I want um, some boots like, oh, I've been one of these Stuart Weisman boots. And then you come and get me some completely different boots. Yeah. Like you said you wanted boots. You said you wanted Ugg boots. I mean, no, you said you wanted boots. So here's some boots. Why are you mad? I went and got you some boots. I've been talking about the Stuart Weisman boots. (laughs) At least give me the mock if they're too expensive. Like, you know, I couldn't afford the Stuart Weitzman, but these are the close. Coming these are the dupe. The dupe. <laughs> so, okay. receiving gifts. What's another? The next one would be our quality time. So, giving someone your undivided attention is, you know, it could be anything from watching TV, sitting together, but making sure that you have your devices are, are away. Make sure that you're talking. So an example of this could be planning a date night, maintaining eye contact when you're having a conversation, planning a staycation, and catching up for 10 minutes, no phones allowed. Originally, when I took this test um, back then in 2010, um, quality time was my top love language. Since it's fucking changed. It's changed. I mean, I like to spend time, but I don't want to just be looking you're at you in the up face. You all day. Yeah, and my honey, he's pretty like a uh, like a homebody, mm-hmm. and and we like to do things together all the time. He's not, I don't want to say introverted, but quality time definitely is his. So because I think we do it so much, I'm like, need we'll a little, something else. pull from somewhere else. Exactly. Well, you can have quality time and not just be sitting with each other. Like you said, it's not really just sitting and watching TV. It's going out, engaging in something that you right. guys enjoy together. Right, and we do, but... Yeah. A lot of times I like to hang out. I like to do like game nights, mm-hmm. little things like that. And that kind of takes him out of his that element. Ain't his beat. The Kendrick. Yeah. Put me on my element. Nah. Yeah. He'd be like, oh, okay, you really tried it. Right. <laughs> you tried it with this form. <laughs> and then I have to do a bribery, like sloppy toppy for a couple's game night. I it's like an exchange. Fucking cannot. <laughs> like, uh, Physical touch for quality time. <laughs> the trade off. Exactly. Um, Okay, so the next one would be words of affirmation, and these are that is using words to affirm other people. So that will look like verbal compliments or words of appreciation. People who have the love love language of words of affirmation need to hear the words "I love you." So um, 
You can send a text just to say you were thinking of that person. Remind them of how capable they are when they're doubting themselves. Congratulate them on hitting milestones or just saying thank you when they do something that you like or hearing thank you. I'm a words of affirmation kind of gal. Are you? Mm-hmm. I think this is like my third one. This is my second. Second? It so is. You need to be affirmed. I do. I love you and mm-hmm. you mean a lot to me. Thank you so much for you all that you You mean the world do. to me. You're a real gem. You're you a real peach. You are my everything. <laughs> I swear the only thing that matters matters to me. <laughs> so you want a love letter? Would you like a love letter or is that corny? I would be okay with that. Okay. I remember like my honey used to send long, long emails. I used to love getting those little emails out Aww, the blue. How sweet. I'm like opening up my email. <laughs> Let me see if I got something from this nigga. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'm here for the words of affirmation. See, um, I would probably be like, what the fuck? This is random. What's you texting me? Is everything okay? Why are you texting me talking about all this? Really? Oh, I like <laughs> So, uh, fourth fourth love language is acts of service so this is anything you do to take the burden off of one burden or responsibility off of one another so this could be getting their car wash filling their gas tank cooking doing their laundry walking their dog this is top 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 this is my number one as well on my list do something do something. I'm not i'm gonna need you to say something baby i'm gonna need you to do, do something, something baby <laughs> do something something that helps me live life a little fucking easier please without me asking that's key without the request know that that's what i like and take the initiative i agree i agree there's nothing like taking a little weight off of my shoulders without having a big shenag like yes you think you can take out the trash i'm tired of uh, walking the dog you think you can get up and walk the dog you think you could go get some things from the store you think you could you think you can do it do it, so motherfucker. Acts of service is definitely my number one. Getting passionate about it. Passionate. Need. I like acts of service, too. And like I said, originally it was quality time, but I know that as people grow, your needs change, so therefore the love language changed. An adult woman. Exactly. And independent women would love, loves the, I feel like independent women love the acts of service. Yes, because it's easy for us. It's like I finally to, get to take a night off. Exactly. And it's easy for us to be like, nigga, you don't want to do it. I'll do it. Yeah. And I don't want to do that all the time. <laughs> I'm just like, you want to be in the it. passenger seat sometimes. Yes. Just take the dog for a walk. That's my favorite thing. Walk the dog. Because that's like having a child, especially in the morning and after work. Ooh. You just want to come in and take off your tap shoes. And from just work chill. And just- <laughs> that's it. But when you have a dog, a.k.a. a small child. You got to walk the dog before you even think about unwinding. Make sure he's set right. or she's set. Uh-huh. Then you get into the me time. Not, not some you, not some me. <laughs> yes. So the last uh, love language is physical touch. So this could be holding hands, kissing, intercourse for the freaky freak. <laughs> uh-huh. Freaky deaky. Touching freaky your, deaky love touching language. your partner or being touched. So Ooh. you would always kiss hello and goodbye, cuddle, wrap them around, wrap a little arm around them at a concert or party, <laughs> hand on the small of the back when you're out. Something letting them know that I'm here for you. I'm you're mine. I'm yours. <laughs> We're touching, physical touch. That's at the bottom of my list. <laughs> Don't fucking touch me if things aren't done. 
If there's been no acts of service, what the fuck are you touching? Why are you t- Why is your hand? My, my sentiments. Hey, hey, did you do what the fuck you were supposed to do? Get your fingers off my ass. Get your hand off the small of my back and put it onto your leg. You haven't earned this touch. But then if you withhold the touch from them, then they don't feel loved. It's just a cycle. That's uh, why everybody needs to love their partner how they like to be loved. Yeah, but it takes a lot out of you, the physical touch. It, it does, because you got to do just, the initiation. If, if it's just a handhold, a kiss, kiss, a little something like that. But when it comes down to the real knit grit, the bust it wide open. Especially when you're tired. <sighs> but for people whose phys- whose love language is physical touch, they They're want never you tired. to. They want you to initiate. Like you know, that probably turns them the fuck on. If you're like, are you ready? Let's go. Because I'll be quick to go lay in bed with back turned. Like oh, tonight. <laughs> I like a little physical touch when we're oh. laying in the bed. <laughs> laying in the bed, you know, like feet on one another, mm. um, little cuddled up. We usually do the full on like figure eight kind of. Oh, it'd be too hot. Cuddle up. It'd be like my leg on your arm, your arm on my thigh. It'd be like we'd be like this. The intertwine. The we exactly. are one. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, but ooh, wow! Physical touch is last on my list too. Last I need the mine. acts of service followed by words of affirmation, followed by quality time in receiving gifts. Mine is acts of service followed by gifts. <laughs> Followed by quality time, words of affirmation, and physical touch. Yeah. I like receiving gifts, but physical touch, it depends on how far the physical touch has to go. <laughs> right. It depends on the mood as well. Yeah. We can hold hands. Sometimes it's just... <sighs> so, we received our love languages by going to the website, fivelovelanguages.com, and you can take the quiz there. It's about 30 questions, statements, Asking which you would rather do, you know, if your partner came home, would you prefer for them to have a nice small gift for you or take out the trash? It's things like that. <clears throat> Excuse me, gal friends. So now that we know our love languages, we're going to speak about apology languages. Yes, apology languages. So this idea and concept is fairly new to me. The apology languages, I hadn't heard about it before until recently. And the book, when did the book, when did this book come out? I don't know when this book came out. This one, hmm, we'll have to get back to you guys on the date of release. Yeah. But this book is When Sorry Isn't Enough, Making Things Right with Those You Love. And this book is written by Jennifer Thomas and Gary Chapman. So our boy from the previous book clicked up with, with, Jennifer. with Jennifer. Yes. And they came out with the apology language. So and the apology languages are just as important as the uh, love languages. Mm-hmm. So in the book, uh, Gary and Jennifer, they un- Gary and Jennifer, Our sorry, Gary they and Jennifer? Un- right. They unveil new ways to effectively effectively approach and mend fractured relationships. Like we mentioned in the beginning, not knowing how to say sorry mm-hmm. um, or not saying sorry at all can definitely damage relationships. And we don't want that. And I didn't know I had an apology language until I took this test. I didn't either. I was just like, you know, say sorry, figure it out, we move on. <laughs> half the time you don't feel you don't feel content with the sorry that people give you because it's not your sorry lang- your apology language. Agreed. Agreed. So let's outline the apology languages. So the first one, which is my number one, <laughs> is making restitution. So 
sometimes just saying I'm sorry isn't enough. Mm -hmm. Example, when a child takes a toy from another child and you usually say, give them the toy back. You can't just say sorry for taking the toy and continue playing with the toy. Right. They want you to give them the toy. Share. That's me. You need to reassure that that person, reassure the person that they're loved and that you're sorry by using one of their five love languages to express that. So my my top one would be, would be an act of service. So if you did something to me and you want to let me know that you're sorry, you need to pull out an act of service. <laughs> That's what making restitution looks like. My top one. Your top one. Yes. Um, let's say a second one is to genuinely repent. So an apology loses its sincerity if you give a loved one no reassurance or no assurance that you'll try to not make the same mistake again. So you need to make a plan to ensure success and verbalize desire to never hurt them in the way you hurt them that time. Never doing it again. That's my second one. Is it? Yep. That's not mine. But that's that's a good one, too. Like, I'm sorry I did this. Next time, I'll try to avoid missing our date night mm -hmm. so that you your feelings aren't hurt right mm -hmm. assuring me that it won't happen again so if i'm forgiving you i'm not forgiving you in vain you're telling me that you're not going to do it again we made a plan for it not to happen again so this issue shouldn't come up again there you go uh the next one is accepting responsibility with this apology language you need to hear admission mm -hmm. of the responsibility i was wrong to yell at you Yes. Followed by, I'm sorry, I will not, um, you know, you were talking, that was my fault, I will not do it again. I was wrong. That's mine. That's your top. Top, top, top. Top, top. Like Beyonce and Khaled. DJ Khaled. And it's hard for top people off. to admit that they're wrong, so usually if this is your apology style, you might not get it. Huh? Oh. It's wrong for other people to be like, you know, it's I was wrong. Yeah, it's uncommon for other people, for people to be like, you know, I was wrong, I'm sorry. Usually most people will just be like, I'm sorry because you feel bad. But no. I'm not going to say I was wrong. I need you. And that's when I, that's or when I. When people say, I I'm sorry you thought I. No, 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 no. I didn't think. No, 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 no. I'm sorry that you were fucking wrong. And then I'll pull back and be like, no, no, no. I think you got to dial back on your apology, sis. Mm -hmm. You were wrong. That's mine. You got to hear that. I have to. I have. Because you know why? If it was me, I would say, I'm sorry. I was late. I was wrong. If I would, if I couldn't meet you to do something, I'd be like, girl, I am so sorry. I had to do this, that, and the third. Mm -hmm. I didn't make it out the house on time. That's my bad. Right. You feel me? So, <clears throat> excuse me. I have a little frog in my throat. So, the next one is expressing regret. In order to truly forgive, we need to see that the other person who has injured or, or hurt us regrets what they have done. We have to hear the words, I'm sorry. This is my second. That's your <laughs> So yours go hand in hand. Hand in hand, yes. The accepting responsibility follow quickly with I'm sorry. Yes. I need you to know what well, I need you to know that you know what you did. And then I need you to apologize to me. I feel I feel like when you express regret, that's like a real genuine like I fucked up. Like I'm so I feel so badly. Yeah, I need them. Yeah, I'm sorry for two thousand four. Yep. Ruben Run it back, Ruben Stutter. That used to be my gym. Girl, this is my sorry for 2004. And I don't want to mess up no more. This one year. sorry, a blanket sorry. This is my sorry for 2004. 
every time I fuck up, listen to this song. Play this, this is song. my sorry for 2004. Yes. For this year. The last apology language is requesting forgiveness. Now, this is a difficult one because it's really hard for people to to ask for forgiveness. This is requesting that someone frees you from the guilt. Oof. They want the assurance that I'm asking you for forgiveness and you're giving it to me. Yeah. Whew, tough one. That's my last one. That's my bottom one. That, that's probably my bottom too. Because it leaves you vulnerable and you fear rejection. Like I'm out here putting myself out on the limb, asking for forgiveness. And they can say, no, still, still fuck you. Ooh, shit. I don't care. No. That one's kind of fucking ruthless. Jesus, Louises. So you can take your quiz also on fivelovelanguages.com. There's another personal anger assessment, another quiz there which is a personal anger assessment, um, which is based on the book, How Are You Managing Your Anger? Taming a Powerful Emotion by also Dr. Gary Chapman. Yes, and this kind of outlines the way we manage our anger, how we respond. Um, this will probably be my next quiz. I don't feel like I'm very angry. But all of the quiz are, quizzes are available on the 5 languages.com. It's also important to know that we operate off of our primary love language, but the secondary love language is just as important. So acts of service coupled with the other shit. Acts, acts of, of service, service coupled with gifts for me. And acts of service coupled with words of affirmation. I just don't need all the acts of service that you just coming in and doing everything and you're not saying anything. I'd be like, what the fuck is going on with you? Right. That's like a Molly the maid. <laughs> hey, maid. So yeah, yeah. You need it all. You need you need what you need. Whatever you need. Really, to feel we can secure. all benefit from all of the love languages, but yes. make sure that you're keeping the ones that are at the top of your partner's list at the forefront because those are the ones that they recognize the most. Yes, because I'm I'm not um I'm not gonna turn down a gift. Right. I'd be like, and hey. I'm not gonna turn down words of affirmation. Exactly. I would be like, they, that was. I might be like, oh, that was different, but that was sweet. <laughs> Wow, that was so nice. That was different. But that was nice. I'd be hand open palm, open palm waiting for my gift to hit my Hell hand. Hell yeah. You said you have a gift? Drop it here. Now imagine, oh, if I never received gifts, I would be like, we have to talk. A birthday has come, anniversary, holidays. Where's my gift? Yeah, those things. Okay, so then, so see, I, I expect gifts for those dates, but like when I think of gifts as a love language, I'm thinking about like random run of the mill. No, I don't expect random. Now I, I accept them, but I'm not expecting them. But when I do want to give, it needs to be thoughtful, well calculated, something that I've mentioned, something that I like, something okay. that's going to be useful. It doesn't just have to be random gifts all the time. But when people whose love language is gifts, when they receive them randomly, they're extra excited. Like, oh, my God, I got a gift. <laughs> Out of the blue. Like, you know, like when me and you give each other gifts, yes. it's like, oh, my fucking God, an unexpected gift. Yes. This girl really loves me. Yes. Like that. Yes. So. I agree. I agree. I love it. So you guys find out what your love language is, what your apology, what your apology language is, and find out how to better communicate with the people in your life. And I think that it goes beyond even a romantic relationship. I yeah. Mean, you know what I mean? Definitely. Because just like you said, you have acts of service. I have acts of service. That makes you feel loved. That makes me feel loved. So if I can do something to relieve the burden off of you, 
then it still works hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Now, if somebody's like personal when we get love, each other tea, exactly, an act of service. If somebody's personal love language is physical touch, then sis, defer to your nigga. Right. Well, defer to your nigga. Some people like I'm not really a hugger, so if I walk in a room and I'm not giving out hugs, it's not because you know I'm shading you. It's just that's not my first reaction that I have to hug you to right. to embrace you to let you know, hey, I see you. But some people, they're like, I have to give a hug. I have to feel a hug or I'm feeling some kind of way because yeah. I didn't get a hug when you walked into the room. In most in most environments, I'm a hugger. You're a huggy, huggy. I am. I'm like, hey. A huggy. I a like pamper. to exchange a little energy. A huggy. Yes, I am a little huggy, huggy, huggy. So what's next? What's our next team? Um, so that wraps up the topic, huh? That wraps it up. That wraps up the topic. So now we're going to. Pick up a pen. We're dropping a gem. Pick up your pen. We are dropping a gem. Let's say it in unison. Pick, Pick up, up your pen. We're dropping Wait, a gem. Wait, is it your pen or a Pick pen? Pick up your pen. Pick sis. up your pen. Again. Pick, Pick up, up your pen. We're, we're dropping, dropping a gem. gem. Yeah. What's your gem? Uh, my gem is a skin product. It's a serum. It is the niacinamide and zinc serum from The Ordinary. And what that is is a brightening serum for hyperpigmentation if you have sunspots um and it's so good it's so cheap uh how much is it i'm trying to think those Um, products are usually pretty affordable like six bucks they're affordable but really effective it is five dollars and ninety cent see and where is this purchased you can purchase it um at sephora they have it at sephora now or the ordinary.com um you apply it in the morning, I apply mine in the morning after washing and right before my moisturizer and sunscreen. Does it burn? It doesn't burn at all. It's not It's not like an acid. It's like a serum. Okay. So it's not an active. Okay. It's a serum. I like so it. So if you have blemishes or um, like you need to reduce the sebum and oil production in your skin, then you would like the niacinamide. The niacinamide. Okay. It's like a vitamin B. Like it, like it. So skin so, blemishes and congestion, that's for you. And you guys know from previous episodes that I had some skin problems that are clearing up. And I, I credit a lot, attribute a lot of that to that serum. Do you really? Mm-hmm. Do you think I should invest? I don't think you have any dark spots. It's only for the dark My spots. My skin is blemish prone. Yes. Don't just go putting this. Okay. So disclaimer. Please. Don't just go putting this on your face or getting getting it if you don't need it. If you have blemish prone skin or hyperpigmentation, post inflammation, hyperpigmentation. Okay. That means if you get acne or pimples and it leaves a mark behind or anything and your skin is prone to blemishes, then this is for you. If you don't have any of that, you don't need this. That is not for you not for you got it okay but so that's even the helpful. smallest thing like a little biggie little bump on my face will leave a dark mark behind so this is something that i need to keep i see keep in rotation got it got it yeah. so it's not just an overall brightening of complexion it's literally too blemish prone yeah got you it. might want to get like a vitamin c yes. serum if you just want overall yeah brightening yeah i have the little sample of ole ole erickson Hen- henrickson yeah, but I'm just so scared to try anything on my damn face. So, <sighs> okay. So, I'm I'm debating What's between gym? two gyms. Just give the best one. We always have next week and the week after that. In the, in the week, week after that. Okay. So, I guess I will put... <sighs> I'm really shaking in my boots. Well, this shit better be good. No, it's not. Okay. <laughs> so, it's just going to be the Bath and Body Works 
eucalyptus and spearmint stress relief tea. Fave. I mean, candle. I, I said fave when you said tea. The candle is a fave. Yeah, the candle is a fave. Um, I used my candle all the time. We usually try to buy a crate when they go on sale. Text them when they're on sale because when they're not on sale, they're $25. Arm in a butthole. So in order to spare your asshole, yeah, if you use them frequently, then you'll be out pretty quickly. So get them when they're like two for 24, $12.50 each. Usually towards the end of the year, they do the $8 sale. holidays because they're great gifts. They are. That's why I ran low because I was giving them out for gifts. I gave one to Graham. I gave two. (laughs) So... That's super, super helpful. I love it. Um, I'll just tell you guys a podcast that I'm listening to right now. It's called Atlanta Monster. Um, it's more like investigative storytelling podcast. So if you're into those kind of things, check it out. It's about the um, Atlanta murders in the 1980s and trying to either figure out if the person who did it did it or if they've been innocent and it was some type of conspiracy behind it all along. Yeah, I know. It's pretty fucking deep. You still haven't started? I only listened to a little bit of the first episode, but I was at work, and you know, it takes full focus. It does. And I'm scared to listen at home alone. Last night, I was listening in the bed, headphones on. My honey was asleep next to me. Okay, well, you weren't alone. Yeah, I know, but I was- Yeah, and then this morning when I was sleeping the floor, yes, I had a dream. Somebody was trying to kill me. That's number one. I woke up. I said, I had a sick-ass dream. Brett's like, stop listening to that shit. Exactly. <laughs> He's like, you're listening to that sick shit. Then I was sweeping the floor and he came around the corner and I was like, <gasps> and he was like, take this off right now. I had the headphones on, girl. The, and he was like, take this off right now. This is why. I'm like, because now I'm addicted to it. I just need to finish the shit. And, how, what, how many episodes do you have left? Um, I think five. I yeah, think I'm on. See, you know, I blow, blow through do. shit. So. See, I started and it, it, it's, it seems good, but it didn't captivate. I know it's not that it didn't captivate. It's just that you have to have undivided attention you when do. listening. And I was at work, and like I said, I'm scared to listen to it at home when I would be able to give it my undivided attention. Yeah, so I it's, don't know. It's a lot. So I'm on episode six, and there are like one, two, three, four left. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Well. It's fucking scary. I mean, it's not that scary. It's more it's insightful more and yes, it's it's and suspenseful. And I have a couple other ones that I'm, I have on here. Some on little cue. scary stories. Oh, you like that. <laughs> so if you guys are into those kind, also Dirty John. It was like Dirty John. It's we like Dirty John. About D- Dirty John was good. Dirty John was I good. I was able to listen to that one at home. That was good. But that was more stupidity. No. And it was like one person, John. And we knew that, you know, he, he wasn't was going to kill everybody off, you know. But with right. this one, people are dropping dead, kids, young children. Fuck. Uh-uh. Yeah. No, and I have to walk my dog alone at night sometimes. and I. But this mm. happened so long ago, 1981. Copycats. So. That that podcast just came out, and you know people do I know, I know. copycat syndrome and try to reenact. I it. know. S-Town is another good one if you guys are into those kind. You listened to S-Town, right? Yeah, that was good. You one. ran it back, huh? Because you weren't into it at first. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. S-Town. So now it's time for our gag of a girlfriend, girlfriend gag. Girlfriend gag. So this week we switched it up. We decided to take a break from our emails. And there's this Twitter account called Six Brown Chicks. They pose these sick ass questions (laughs) all the time. I don't, I guess they come from their listeners or not listeners. They come from their supporters, fans, whatever. Followers. Followers. There you go. Mm -hmm. Um, 
so they have some weird questions. So we decided, hey, it would be fun for us to go ahead and give our take, our input. Weigh in. Weigh in on one of their questions. So here's the question. I'm concerned for my friend's health. Mm. Her boyfriend slept with a mutual friend of ours recently. And this friend confided to me that she has HIV. I don't know how to warn my friend without destroying everyone. Advice. You know, when you first brought this to my attention, I didn't know that it was the friend's boyfriend who slept with someone with HIV. Yeah. The, both I of thought these it people, was the one who has HIV is her friend and the, the her friend's boyfriend is the one who slept with her. Yeah. Oh, what a sick story. I thought that it was the friend slept that she knew whoever the friend slept with had HIV. Oh, like if you, you know, of right, course, God forbid, with and I know they got HIV. I thought Ooh. it was like that. No. A little sick, sick, it's a sick triangle. Her friend's boyfriend slept with a girl who has HIV. Oh, my God. I mean, first off. Her boyfriend slept with a mutual friend of ours. Ours. Trifling. <sighs> and this friend confided to me that she has HIV. You know, this is really sad. It's sad. It's sad because the person who has HIV shouldn't. Be sleeping with people. No, not, I mean, not be sleeping she, with people. She can't, sorry, I didn't mean to say that. <laughs> I no. wonder if she told. I'm wondering if she informed the boyfriend that she had HIV. That's number one. Um, but, you know, with our with our society, we're so, like, fearful and, like, have a phobia of things like that. Right. That I, I couldn't imagine that she did tell him, maybe. And, and he, he still, still proceeded. On. Yeah, especially knowing that he's sleeping with her outside of his relationship. And if right. he brought back something like that, uh, you know, that's like. I would kill you. Right. Because if he was single and decided to engage in a relationship, that would be means, perfectly fine. Because yes. there is a way that he can be protected. And exactly. Not exactly. Exactly. But I, like you said, I just couldn't imagine him knowingly having sex with someone. Then maybe she needs to. That's the part. Baby girl, friend. So friend A is the friend who knows both parties. Friend B would be homegirl with a boyfriend. And friend C would be homegirl with HIV. Friend A needs to ask friend C, HIV, does he know? You know, friend A just got to tell. Friend just, A just, just got to tell friend off. B. Yeah, friend because A Because friend to come. B doesn't know anything. And if you're my friend, I need to know whether she has HIV or not. But then some people don't I don't care meddle. about the HIV. I would be like, girl, he cheated on you. That's the primary. Cheat. You're right. Secondary is HIV. Possibility of spreading a fucking disease. Hell. I would have to gather both of those girls in the room and say, you can tell her your own personal medical history if you want, because HIPAA, but, <laughs> but, HIPAA. but I'm, we have to come to a consensus. You can't, be, you can't be zip tight with this one. There's no There's way. There's too much at stake. You have got to say something. Have to. It's you just, you know, there was a true life episode on MTV. I'm living with HIV. And it was so freaking sad because the girl, she was born with her. Like, Ooh, was HIV. it that, that black girl? No, she was white. That, oh, no. You know that, that one black girl who was on Oprah? Mm -mm. I forgot her name, but go ahead. So she, I mean, it's really not that deep. She was just white and she was born with HIV mm -hmm. and she had such a hard time dating. Right. Because, you know, it's scary. Even though her like count was low, it was almost like undetectable based mm -hmm. on her medication. So she was in good health. She just had an autoimmune disease that happened to be HIV, you know, and it just fucking sucked. And, like, she was dating this guy, and hmm, it's sad. I mean, I, I, it's already sad enough.
but you can't just be out here popping pussy and bending over popping pussy, making that gash. gash. You can't. Yeah. You know, hopefully she was responsible. You have to disclose whether your count is low or not. You have got to let people know that you do. I have HIV. Are you willing to still move forward with this? If yes, great. If not, I understand. And then. And even outside of HIV, anything that you that does not is anything that's not a normal dick or pussy. If you're currently with it, because syphilis is treatable, but if you have it, you need you can't be fucking. That's what I'm saying. I'm talking about things like herpes, gonorrhea, things that you can't treat. Those things you need to disclose. Hey, I have herpes. Right. I'm not flared up right now, but I have. Yeah, there's nothing going on. But just, you know, be responsible. Your sexual health is just important as your your regular health, your overall health. That's a part of your overall health. It is. So. And don't, don't strip away people's chance. Don't strip away people's chance to either engage Make a or choice. Not. Yeah. Don't, don't take. Don't take away people's choice. It's not fair. It's not. And I feel bad for the friend because her choice was stripped from her due to her boyfriend engaging. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was fucked up. So, I mean, that's my take on it. Brown chicks. From the six, six or brown chicks. Six, I said brown chicks from the six. Six brown chicks. Send that to that girl. Conversation needs to be had with all parties. Whew. Okay. And hopefully, the boyfriend and the girlfriend don't have don't didn't contract it. I'm hoping that the girl who had HIV at least told him, and she really can't control what he does or tells his girlfriend. You know. That's true. I'm just hoping that everyone was responsible. Yes. Whatever your part in the this interaction is, responsibility. Responsibility is key. Is key. So I think that's it for this week. That is it. Um, as always, it's been a great time chit chatting. Mm-hmm. Make sure you rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. Follow us on our social media platforms. Yes, all of them. Oh, we didn't talk about our girlies that show love to us on Twitter. Oh yeah. Let's okay. Just give them shout outs because they were so nice to us on Twitter. Okay. Um this week. We're gonna back up. Back it up and dump it. So, Anything on the Twitter streets? Yes. Nebulous Flair says, I love, love, love the Black Girl Bravado podcast. They play too much. <laughs> love you too, girl. And then Sierra Joy, why not Sierra says, I'm gonna put my colored girls on really quick. Listen to Black Girl Bravado's weekly podcast. Honestly, they get my mind right when it's all over the place and they're just funny as hell. You'll thank me later. Thank you, girls. Thanks, girls. We love you and we appreciate you. So please continue to engage with us on Twitter. Yes. uh, Instagram, Facebook. We love it. We do. So we'll catch you guys, you gals, next week. Okay. Bye. Love you. Thank you.